2: All right, I always like to start with something interesting. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Amazon has this data collecting trick up its sleeve. So whenever you buy something at any other store other than Amazon, you can scan your receipts. Oh, how helpful that is using the Alexa app. And then you can get an Amazon gift card in return. Oh, Amazon, they're always looking out for ways to help us. Isn't that right? So now they know everything that you buy everywhere that you buy it so that this way they can source it and sell it cheaper for you. (laughs) to you on Amazon.com. Wow, and even killed more of the competition. You know but I have to tell you something. I ordered a thesaurus from Amazon, but when it arrived, it was really crazy. All the pages were just completely blank, and. I have no words to describe how angry I am <laughs> at this particular point. Hey, and welcome to the Friday edition of Kim Commando Today, which we like to call Tech Refresh. It's your podcast about all fun things digital. And joining us, as always, we have our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. And what are you going to be chatting about today with us, Al?
1: I have a home security warning and then in our what the heck headline of the week, something that I know that we're all going to want. Sounds like magic.
2: Yes, we do like the
0: magic, don't we?
2: (laughs) And then we have our magnificent millennial, our very own Internet scout,
0: Matthew Heffel. What's on tap with you? You know, I'm going to be talking about whether the Tesla robot will sink or swim, a handy feature that you can use with the new iOS 16, as well as a new-ish social media that's really taken off. Oh, I know what that one is.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I was traveling around with Ian in Europe, he'd be like, okay, here, come on, get in and we'll take a picture together.
0: Hey, you got to be real sometimes. You do.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you could, you know what's interesting is that he was uh, kind of interested in this gal, mm-hmm. and she's also on Be Real. And then he was showing me, like, look, she took this picture 16 times before she actually posted it. Like, like, you know what? I don't think that's a good one.
0: It defeats the purpose.
2: All right. So let's start with the news. Some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And the deal is done. That's right. Elon Musk owns Twitter. Shareholders made a bundle. He bought Twitter for at $54.20 a share, which is $43 billion. Wow. uh, More money than any of us will really ever have. Uh, So what will an Elon Musk Twitter actually look like? So they say that big changes are coming because Elon Musk really believes in free speech. And some of the Twitter liberal activist employees, they're saying, we're just quitting. Now we really are just leaving. We don't want to be any part of this. And look for some accounts to be reinstated, whether you love them or hate them. Donald Trump's account is probably going to come back. And conservatives are rejoicing And then we have other organizations that say, you know, we have to have censorship in order to survive. But I looked and I couldn't find anything about censorship in the First Amendment. I'm just saying Uh, tweets are also going to be supposedly a lot longer. But as they were reporting about it, the lawsuit is still happening in the background. I don't know if you know this. And so Elon Musk texts they're actually going public. And so I read some of them that were posted over at Gizmodo, like his ex-wife texted him saying, you know, you should just buy it already. And he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. (laughs) You know, Um, There was one, an investment banker, Michael Grimes, texted him a YouTube link to the Leonard Skinner song Free Bird. Mm. (laughs) I thought that was cute. Uh, He was texting his brother back and forth about saying how they should do a new social media app based on blockchain, which was actually, he wasn't supposed to be talking about that because he was on the board of Twitter and Oops. so that was a little oopsies. But my most favorite text exchange, and I'm going to read it because it's so funny, is between Elon Musk and Larry Ellison. OK, I don't know how many billions of dollars Larry Ellison is <laughs> worth. I mean, but he owns the island of Lanai. He Oops. owns a couple of football teams. I think he's selling a house somewhere in South Florida for one hundred and twenty eight million dollars. Wow. Um, he's the founder of Oracle. So it goes like this. Elon Musk. No, Now, this is just a text exchange. Between two really big, wealthy people. Elon Musk says to Larry Ellison, hey, any, particip- any interest in participating in the Twitter deal? Larry Ellison says, of course. And he gives him a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Elon Musk says, roughly what dollar size? Not holding you to anything, where, but the deal is oversubscribed, and so I have to reduce or kick out some participants. Larry Ellison writes, a-, a billion, dot, 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 or whatever you recommend,
0: Okay. Just a casual billion.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. Elon texts back to him whatever works for you. I would recommend two billion or maybe more. Uh, it really has high potential, and I'd rather have you than anyone else. Larry Ellison says, I agree. It has huge potential. So, and I think it would be a lot of fun. And Elon Musk texts Larry Ellison back a smiley face. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, So, you know, so Larry Elson, two billion. It's like the guy has like spare change on the bottom of his laptop bag or something (laughs) like that. Right. It's going to be interesting to see. Man. Um, Okay, Matt, you're up next. And Elon Musk, more Mm. news with that robot,
0: right? Yeah. Speaking of Elon Musk, he's not just with uh, Twitter or Tesla or all these other places he is. So Tesla had their AI Day 2022 Recently, And it was a big event where they were talking about all the different AI, but the main focus was the new AI-powered robot called the Optimus. And I know we've talked about this before, but this was named after Optimus Prime from the Transformers, which just proves that Elon Musk is just a 12-year-old boy. So it's all the same.
2: Thumbs up emoji. Thumbs up emoji. (laughs) Smiley face. Yes, two billion. Okay.
0: During this event, they had an actual robot walk out on stage and wave to the audience. Now, this was a big difference from a year ago when they had someone that was just dressed up as a robot (laughs) dancing on stage. So... This robot he hopes will be for in-home use and for companies to do things around, pick up boxes, move things, get rid of some of those tedious stuff. But he's trying to get it out, mainly is what he said, is for consumers to have in the home and to help go grocery shopping, pull bags out from the grocery shopping and pull them up, move things around the house, stuff like that. And it kind of caught me by surprise because he's always had these big lofty, goals when it comes to his companies with Tesla. He's like, oh, we're going to stop fossil fuels by making more electric cars with uh, SpaceX. He's like, oh, we're going to colonize Mars. Well, here was his quote for what these robots will be. He says the robots will be to create, quote, a future of abundance, a future where there is no poverty, where people can have whatever you want in terms of products and services.
2: Because we have robots.
0: (laughs) That's that's his goal for this robot. company. it, It
2: was lame.
0: I watched it.
2: I mean, you know, those Boston Dynamics dogs, you know, they've got it covered. I mean, they're doing clips and everything. Exactly. uh, This thing comes out like like Herman Munster, you know, and then just like waves. And then I don't know if you saw, but Elon Musk also was talking about how these someday are going to be like. Romantic partners.
0: Yeah, that was another part that I was very confused by. He also was talking about how like the first one came out and it actually walked. And then the one that they actually say is the actual prototype they had just like on a stand and people like moved it barely out one (laughs) foot at a time. And I was like, this is well, after this, the Tesla stock obviously went down. But there is some mixed reviews on the Internet. Some people are trying to defend the decision and some people are kind of being like, this is a really bad idea, kind of scary. So we'll see. You
2: know, I, I think he's just spreading himself too thin. Yeah. I mean, between SpaceX and Tesla and Twitter and having four baby mamas and 10, 12 kids, I think there's just there's just too much going on in the guy's life. Remember the know?
0: tunneling company? Can't forget oh, about the tunneling right. company, too. <laughs> oh, and
2: the flamethrower. Oh, the flamethrower. Flame yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, Allie. So, jammers and security cams.
1: Oh bad news alley. You are back. bad news <laughs> I, know. Right. I guess it's just my role. Uh, this time it is a warning if you have wireless security cameras, like a ring doorbell. So this woman in Detroit went outside to her driveway and her car was gone. So she opened up her ring app to see what the heck happened here because it films her driveway, and hours of footage was missing. Okay. <laughs> so there's no way to know for sure in this case, but all signs point to A pretty likely explanation. Someone jammed her Wi-Fi signal, which then forces the camera Uh, to stop recording. Yes, this is very illegal, but how does it even work? Okay. Before we get to the blocking of signals, let's just do a little wireless home security 101. So with a wireless setup, it's nice because you don't have to drill holes, worry about cords everywhere. You just stick sensors all around, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On the wall, on the windows, the doors, all that. And then the sensors, if they detect something, they send a signal to the base station, which is plugged in. Now, to jam the system, in theory, it's pretty simple. So you need a jammer. Um, they're cheap. They're starting at like $10 for some uh, of these jammers. Hmm, yeah, wow. they go up to a lot, but you can get them really cheap. And Just 10 bucks? 10 yeah. bucks. Wow. Again, very illegal to buy these things. Oh. Um, but once you have them and you know the frequency the security system is on, you can overload whatever that frequency is with your own signal that's stronger. Hmm. So back to this Detroit story, this woman had a ring doorbell, and there were a couple of things that made this a little easier to jam than a full home security system. So everyone knows what a ring camera looks like. So presumably someone saw this camera. It's also really easy to find the frequencies that home security systems use because they have to be public information. You can just Google it. I didn't know that. Yeah, You can just Google and easily find these numbers. So a ring. Yeah, it's really easy to see what it is, right? Because it's outside the house. And then second, it's a lot easier to do this with a standalone device like a ring than a full home security system. There's a lot that goes into that. You know, you have all the different sensors, the base station, all that stuff. But in this case, it's just the one device that you can see from outside and get really close to. Uh, Security companies, obviously, they know that this is possible. You can do this with anything that uses a wireless connection. So they do have ways to try to stop some of this. Um, Simply Safe, who they're a sponsor of Kim's National Radio Show, not of this podcast. Um, They have an algorithm that they created. It's proprietary. It's secret. So people can't find out how it works that actually alerts people if there's interference with the signal. So it actually does a pretty good job at saying this is interference from, you know, a cell phone or some other connected device versus someone with a jammer trying to ruin your your signal. So you'll get a a message on your, you know, from the app. That's good. Yeah. Um, Some of them, though, don't do quite as much. Ring, in this case, the, you know, their response to it was as unhelpful as it gets. They basically said, like any Wi-Fi connected device, it can get jammed. If you're having a problem, contact Ring customer support.
2: Thank you. Wow. Thank, Thank you very much, Ring. Helpful. Thank you, Amazon yeah. Ring. That's good.
1: Okay, so if you have a wireless security system or a Ring doorbell, what should you do? First, don't panic. Uh, these things can happen, yes, but they are pretty rare. You know, If it was super easy to do this to a home security system, we would hear about this way more than we do. Second, though, if you do have one of these systems, it's actually good to be a little secretive about which one you have. You know those big signs that say protected by ring, protected by whatever.
2: You maybe not want to put one of those out there. Yeah, right. because you're
1: basically advertising, this is the one I have, and now you can find out what frequency it's on. So it's better to have a more generic sign. It is good to have the signs. They are a deterrent because a criminal will see it and say, nope, not going there. Um, but the generic ones are a little better for that. And we can all rest assured because the vast majority of home security or of, of home break ins are, you know, forcible entry. They kick in the door, they break a window, something like that, and they're really gonna go after homes that don't have home security systems.
2: You know, that's all really interesting stuff. That's that's great. You should write that up, put that on the website too, Alec. We sure it will. Um, you know, I was out walking in Santa Barbara, this is probably about six weeks ago now. And I was walking with my friend Mary, and then we ran into some other neighbors. And Mary's like, Oh, you know, this is Kim, she lives down the street and the woman looks at me and she goes, oh, so you live at that house at the, at the end of the street? I said, yeah. She goes, I've been meaning to talk to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I, Uh-oh. I looked at her. I'm like, what? She goes, I don't like your signs. I don't like the signs on the side yard. And I said, what signs? She's like, the ones that says security, armed response. <laughs> She's like, this is not an armed response neighborhood. Okay. Oh. And I, I said, well, you Trauma. know, I'm not really like the sign person in the family. I said, <laughs> you know, Barry's the sign person and, you know, and, and he's not going to take his signs down because his sign, they, they work. Yeah. And I said, sure. so I said, you know, the best example is, is that we were uh, down in the barrio on 24th Street in Phoenix and we were getting broken into all the time, all the time. And it wasn't like like major stuff it was like a, like the cleaning closet that was outside or maybe it was like a storage closet but they these doors opened to the parking lot mm-hmm. and so he went out and he bought all these signs and he's putting them all up i mean signs everywhere i mean i like, as i was making a joke even, i said i should wear a sign that says host you know? <laughs> and he put one sign up and then and then this whole area never got broken into again and so the firemen come over for their inspection, and they said, you know, what's in the closet? What's in that room? And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. It's just like, you know, papers and old audio equipment. And he put the sign up that said radioactive waste inside. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. Never got broken into ever again. Amazing. Smart. All right. Coming up, we're going to tell you how you can store your old school music online, how you can work offline, how you can set up medication reminders. And we have a joke at the end. It's not my best joke. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to set the bar low. I was in a hurry, but I think you'll laugh nonetheless. So stay right where you are. Hey, It's your Friday episode of Kim Commando today that we like to call Tech Refresh. And if you are not already getting our free guides, I actually got an email from a guy the other day who said, I went to commando.com and I searched for free guide and nothing popped up. Okay. Well, you have to go to commando.com slash free guide. Slash free guide, and then you get your Windows or your Mac guide. Although I think Jeremy said he was going to do some SEO, so that if you search for free guide, you'd get there nonetheless. So make sure that you get your free guide. And this is part of a podcast where we like to share some insider secrets and tips to make you sound so smart at these dinner parties and at, when you go out with uh, family members and friends. And I'm going to go first, I'm going to talk about vinyl records. Do you remember what vinyl records are? Matt, you're too young. Do you remember <laughs> vinyl? What was that? I don't know what that is. It was like a big Frisbee or something like that? That's what it was. Uh, Or CDs or cassettes.
1: Oh, cassettes.
2: Oh, yes, cassettes. Uh, It's time You can put them all in the cloud so that this way you can listen to your tunes in the car when you're at home, on your smart speaker, when you're on vacation, you're exercising and stuff like that. Now, I found a secret way to store 100,000 songs for free. 100,000 songs. Wow. Uh, And you can have access to each and every one of them. You're going to be using YouTube music. And so if you don't already have a YouTube account, you make one. Just tap your profile pic, and then from that pop-up menu, just say Upload Music. And here you can select all the tracks on your hard drive that you want stored Hmm. on YouTube servers for free. For free, yes. Wow, I had no idea. Uh, Now, there's an important gotcha, though. Uh, Uploading music only works when you're using YouTube music on your desktop or laptop. Mm, you can't use it from your phone or tablet for some reason. But after your music is uploaded, you can make playlists. You can go fancy with your own music. Uh, then you can download the music app on on your device, and then you can do it that way. But j- all the uploading has to be done on your desktop or laptop. Okay. But it's kind of a cool little way. So if you have the, some vinyl, which is big, yeah. that you can um, you can take it with you wherever you want to go. You know, I was getting interviewed by, um, by the woman at AARP when I was on the cover. Mm-hmm. And she said, she she asked me, she goes, what piece of tech do you not understand why people buy? And I said, you know, one of those old school record players that you carry around. She said, I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. That, you know, you're going to carry this LP like, you know, like they did in like the 1960s or something. Yeah. And, and then you have to carry all your albums. And <laughs> she went, um, <clears throat> I I have one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Why? Well, <laughs> we'll forget that one. We'll forget that. All right, Matt. So tell us about iOS 16.
0: Yeah, this is a really cool feature that I just kind of learned about. It's really cool. So just to start out, 48.6% of Americans take at least one prescription drug a day. That's wow. a huge majority a of the Americans, right? Mm-hmm. And according to the National Institute of Health, only 30 to 50% of the patients Actually, keep up with their medications. So that means a lot of people are forgetting to take them, or they just kind of space and don't take it for a while. And like, oh, I gotta take it again, right? Well, there have long been apps that you could download that will help you remember these that are uh, medicine reminder apps. Well, iOS now her- their own builds one in in the Health app. It's really nice, and here's how you can use it. So once you go into the Health app, at the very very bottom, you're gonna click the word Browse, and then you're gonna scroll down a little tiny bit, and it'll say Medications. Once you're in there, you can click add a medication and then just take a picture of your medication bottle and then it will give you all the info on that. And then you can decide once a day, every time I need it or whatever the choice is. And then it will remind you daily once a day, either to your Apple Watch or to your phone itself to take that medication. It will also tell you if any of the medications that you have on the list are going to counteract with each other. And you can Mm -hmm. show this to your doctor. You can send the whole thing to your doctor or to a loved one so that they can keep up with it as well.
2: Now, I wonder if they show medication recalls.
0: They do. It also shows medication oh, recalls. Oh, that's cool. That's all right. cool.
2: Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's it's true. a really
0: helpful feature for anybody that struggles to remember to take their medication. Or if
2: you have like somebody in your family. That's does. what I was thinking too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Someone
1: but, older. That is a really common, that's a question we get, right? You know, yes. especially when you're taking care of someone, you're not with them. How do you help them remember all those things? So mm-hmm. that's a good one. Help them set that up on their phone.
0: Yeah, if, and it's there's a couple more other features you can use inside of it, but there's a lot of details. So we're going <laughs> to write it up and get it over <laughs> on commando.com yeah. for you.
2: Well, good job, Matt. All right, so, Allie, you use this tip yourself, you said.
1: I sure did. Okay, it's the worst when you think, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done, and then you're you know, you're leaving the house. Maybe you have a flight or you have to go to an appointment. Somewhere you're going to wait a while, and you think, all right, I'm going to be really productive while I'm there. Bring him a laptop. And then there's no Wi-Fi, or the Wi-Fi is really bad, mm-hmm. and you can't get anything done. So my big recommendation is set up your inbox. If you use Gmail, like most of us do, right? Set up your inbox for offline use. It's actually really handy. It basically means that everything in your inbox, you can access, even if you don't have the internet, everything that's already in there, you're not going to get new emails because you don't have a connection. And you can open them, you can reply to them, and then as soon as you have a connection again, all those responses will get sent out. So I use this myself because I had to go to an appointment, a place where I had to wait a while, I knew the internet was bad or I wouldn't be able to connect to it, and got a bunch of stuff done. So... You have to remember to turn this on ahead of time. If you wait, it's not going to do any good. Yes. So you have to, uh, you're basically going to go into your Gmail settings and then there's a tab that says offline and then you just have to turn it on and, you know, check the box to enable offline mail. Um, My tip, instead of, now you can just schedule or you can just make all your replies and then as soon as you have connection again, all of them will go out or you can schedule those replies. Hmm. So We've talked about this one before. I use it all the time. Next to the button that says Send, where you're going to send an email, there's a little arrow. You can click that. And you can set it for whatever time you want. So, especially good to consider. Maybe you're on a plane for a long time and you're responding yes. to like five emails mm-hmm. to the same person. Well, if you don't want to get, if you don't want them boom, to get everything, yes, yeah, you can schedule those to go out. Um, you can also work offline in Google Drive, which I'm not going to give all the steps here, but it's really similar. So if you have a document that you're working on. You can work on it even without internet connection. And then again, as soon as you have connection again, all those changes will go to the the cloud version and you'll be all up to date. Nice. we got that over on the website if you just search Google Drive offline.
2: You know, being on an airplane without Wi-Fi, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, it's hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it happened to me. I was on a flight recently <laughs> and the Wi-Fi died. Oh. And I... Went up to the pilots and I'm like, "Where's the Wi-Fi, okay. <laughs> ma'am? Mean, we're trying to fly the plane. Yes, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, we need the Wi-Fi. And then I sat back. I thought, you know, how many years would we take flights without Wi-Fi? Right. And so it's like, with oh, like a magazine or yes. a book. Ooh. What was that? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. If you like these quick tips that we just passed along, make sure that you get our daily podcast called, called the Daily Tech Update. Just search for Commando with a K. And then you want to go ahead and follow or subscribe to the Daily Tech Update. All right. Coming up, we have the invisibility cloak. Ooh, what's that? Also, what the internet is talking about. We have a pretty mediocre joke at the end. You don't <laughs> want to miss that. So stay right where you are. It's your Friday episode of Kim Commando today that we like to call Tech Refresh. We're so glad that you're here. And make sure that you get our newsletters, our free newsletters. Head over to commando.com slash subscribe. We've got all kinds of newsletters just tailored right to you. So whether it's Windows, Mac, Android, small business, breaking news, security alerts, whatever it is, make sure that you get all the tech know-how that you can. And so that this way we can keep you up to date Because you don't really know what kind of text sources that you can really trust. But you can always trust us. So make sure that you go to commando.com slash subscribe. Okay, so Allie, you have the WTH of the week. What the heck are they talking about in this headline?
1: Oh, it's so cool. Okay, the headline is real-life invisibility coat can be available within years. So if you're a a Harry Potter fan like me, you Mm. immediately thought invisibility cloak. It's finally here. It's happening. Yeah, these are really cool. So there's a company called Volback. They are basically like a science and technology kind of clothing brand. They make crazy stuff. And they have been working with the University of Manchester to develop a a prototype of this thermal jacket that basically could, you know, pave the way for this whole new type of camouflage. It's technology using something called graphene, which is it's flexible, transparent, highly conductive material. And it's got 42 different basically computer programmable patches on it that they can change the light on. Now, right now, this is really about hiding you on camera systems, right? So if we take a picture, we're going to show up as, you know, yellow blobs um, on infrared cameras. (laughs) And so this is basically canceling out that to show, oh, look, in a live thing. And it would make you all blue. So it would make you blend in and make you, yeah, not be able to show. That's pretty cool. So so right now they're testing it on jackets. Um, They are saying with enough power, though, and enough patches, you could blend a person completely into the forest. So you wouldn't be able to see them. You could blend a plane into a runway and not be able to see it. Wow. Yeah, which is all kind of crazy to think about. You can go down the mental rabbit hole of, like, Oh no! And, what yes, are we doing?
2: Exactly. <laughs> Let's not go there. Nope.
1: Uh, but wouldn't a jacket the made you invisible be cool?
2: <laughs> that would be something. I wonder how much it would cost. Oh my gosh!
1: I can't imagine this isn't going to be like governments
2: paying oh, for yes. it, like military tech, yes,
0: like military type stuff. And so then,
2: insane. And then someday
0: it'll, someday it'll get to us eventually i mean i see people wearing camouflage pants all the time and i can't see their legs
2: (laughs) what's up with that (laughs) all right so matt the uh the app be real
0: yeah i know you've talked about this in the past but it's kind of come back into the culture recently um and if you don't know about be real it's a new social media it's not super new it came out in 2019 but it's never really become a big thing it's never really become facebook or twitter or instagram it's not that big well, basically, if you don't know about it, here's what it is. Once a day, you'll get a notification from Be Real that'll say, hey, it's time to be real. Take your photo now. You have two <laughs> minutes, right? So you have two minutes to take a photo. And it's going to take a photo with both the back and the front camera of whatever you're doing at that moment. So they're calling it the anti-Instagram. And basically what that, what they're saying is that it's not, you're not able to cultivate maybe super- uh, produced pictures. You're not able to go and get the perfect sunset pictures. Just wherever you are at that time, you take a picture and then all your friends can see it. Now,
1: so it's the front and the back at the same exact time? At
0: the same exact yes. time.
1: Okay, So if in front of me is like a toilet. If I look great and then there's a toilet in front of me, I'm not going to want to take that
0: picture. <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was reading people that had just started downloading or using the app and they're like, all my friends are using the toilet. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Now, the reason it kind of came back into the culture is recently SNL did a whole skit about it. So basically what the skit was, Mm -hmm. was two guys go into a bank and they're robbing the bank. Right. And as they're robbing the bank, one of the guys that they're taking hostage grabs his phone (laughs) and he's like, I I swear I'm not calling the cops. It's just time to be real. And then he goes on to explain what be real is to the robbers and they get infatuated with the app. And they're like, at the very end, one of the robbers is is like, well, of course, I'm going to be real. And he takes a picture of him robbing the bank and then he gets arrested. (laughs)
2: You know, I wonder if that was an ad. Maybe. Maybe. That's a good question. Maybe.
0: Yeah. One of the controversies is that a whole bunch of TikTokers had already done this exact skit. So oh. they're all oh. complaining that SNL stole it from TikTok, right? Mm. But nevertheless, now the app is getting a lot more attention and people are starting to download it. I downloaded it and immediately I saw that none of my friends are using it. So I was like, well, maybe not.
2: (laughs) See, That's interesting because all of Ian's friends are on it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of Gen Z's, a lot of younger millennials. Um, Hmm. I don't think that it's kind of gone up that chain yet to, to, you know, older millennials like myself.
2: Well, because I was talking to Ian about it, um, I guess maybe a couple of days ago, he was in Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. and he went to lunch. And he and he was, is all excited. And he goes, he goes, you you have to see what me and the guys are, are seeing right now. We just did all of our B-reels just about this. hmm Okay. Where he went to lunch was valet parked. Just imagine this. Was valet parked. Mm-hmm. He went to lunch at a hotel in Santa Barbara. Was valet parked a McLaren F1. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> A McLaren F1, a McLaren is like $400,000. Yeah. 45. Okay. A McLaren F1 is $22 million. What? Yes. Whoa. So, and so, so Ian's like, the valet guy was like, he's, the guy was shaken when yeah. he was parked <laughs> in the car. Could you imagine? No, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. I don't want to drive that. <laughs> so, and so Ian and the guys say to the valet guy, so who owns it? He's like, he was like, I don't know who he is, but he's like 30 something. Okay. What? So, he not you you So they, so these guys are going all throughout the restaurant trying to find,
0: them. trying to find the guy, trying who to owns find,
2: it. like you know, who's a thirty odd year old guy who owns a twenty two million dollar car. Jeez. And so, uh, they they decide they're just going to wait till he comes out because they can't find. Just him.
0: stand outside. So they're
2: just sitting around, like a, you know, admiring the car. And the guy comes out, and he says, "Guys, you like my car?" And they said, oh, yeah. And he said, and he threw the keys to Ian. <gasps> no way. And he said, here, hop in. Take some pictures of you guys. <laughs> and then a professional photographer was walking by because he was what? doing a wedding. <laughs> okay. So he has you know, this. He has all these beautiful pictures of him and his friends in, these, in the car. And then I said to him, I said, did you find out who owned the car? I mean, who's this guy that is driving a $22 million car and he's in his 30s? Yeah. Sam Altman, he is one of the founders of uh, Y Conductor. The deep, uh, you know, the, what's the, the deep AI art. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, Okay, he's in charge of that. Oh. Mm. Uh, he's worth supposedly $250 million. Wow. wow. That's what the internet says. They're always off. They're always sure. low. They are. But I just thought that was as far as being real. I mean, because <laughs> he, yeah. he said they put this on. And people are like, "No way, you photoshop that. You, you know you put a picture of it up, and then you you know, but it's um, but it's really, but Ian said he was really nice. Sure, and he's very cordial, and but I just think it's so funny that that because of the internet, they were able to figure out like who he was right. And then they followed him on Twitter. I followed him on Twitter. <laughs> I said, "You have an open invitation to talk about open AI on my shows anytime. Nice That'd be cool. He hasn't answered me yet. I know. Bummer. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Hey, listen, coming up, we have a really funny joke that you don't want to miss. It's not that funny. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I think you'll laugh nonetheless and stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your Friday episode of Kim Commando today where I like to introduce you to Allie and Matt because we all work together every single day to bring you everything that that you read and see on Commando.com. And Matt, because you're a big force in the newsletter land. Yes, of course. Putting all those together. And Allie's a big force, well, in all of content land, (laughs) right, and everything else. Um, And so it's my turn for the joke. Okay, so promise you're not going to be too hard on me. No. No, No, of course not. Okay, all right. Because we were talking about robots. I thought I would have a, a joke about a robot. Okay, She's it. doing a lot of explaining this <laughs> week. <don't>, I'm sorry. <laughs> doesn't want to get to the joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I just have to get over with. Okay. Okay. A man was making a robot out of whatever he could find. So he found an old toaster, and that was the head. The torso became a series of welded wrenches and a lot of bolts. The arms and legs, well, they were bits of rebar. It wasn't pretty. I mean, it's not a gorgeous robot, so he gave it an ugly name, he called it Breck. Now, the thing worked fine, but it wasn't terribly balanced, it would fall over, the left hand was heavier than the right hand, and so because of that, it always leaned to the left. And so while looking for something to balance it, he said to Breck, well, here, just hold this cup of milk, and as luck would have it, it was exactly what he needed to balance the robot. Now, the, the robot was perfectly balanced, because milk is part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It
1: was okay. It was better than you led us to believe it was. Be. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So I said the bar low. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that was an effective strategy <laughs> yeah. for you. Okay.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah. That was a All good right. one.
2: Okay. So this is like where we end with our to do list. And uh, Matt, you go first.
0: If you take any medications and you find yourself forgetting, and you have the new iPhone or you even have iOS 16, set up these medication reminders. They could honestly save your life. That's true. And Allie?
2: I'm gonna say Gmail
1: offline mode. It's worth checking that box. You have to do it once in the settings. And then anytime you're out and about without any Wi-Fi and you've got your computer with you, want to get some stuff done, you can answer emails, read your emails, clean out your emails, which we all need to do. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what? Yeah.
2: Always yeah. clean <laughs> out your emails. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, I just do it at the end of every year, I just do control A. Pfft, Ooh. Delete it all. <laughs> just like, oh, I got a clean inbox. Look at that. <laughs> if they need me, they'll email again. Exactly. Yep. Um, my to-do list is to start thinking about all your records that you have laying around and some ways that you can actually be listening to them and just like, instead of just dusting them off on the shelf. <laughs> and just a quick reminder, too, be sure that you follow us on social, uh, you know, twitter.com slash Kim Commando. I'm at Kim Commando everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, you name it. And uh, also, we'd love to hear your comments. And if you have um, a better joke than mine, we are welcome to hear that. We will give you full credit over at uh, podcast at commando.com. So just send us an email to podcast at commando.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving us great ratings and follow and subscribe and all those good words. We all appreciate your support from all of us here at the Kim Commando Show and Tech Refresh.